thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to tonight's episode of Bible News Radio. You know, right now I'm not playing any music, but I'm going to play a song. If you happen to watch the replay, I hope that you take the time to listen to the song. I, uh, this week... Met a guy. Yeah, I did. Uh, his name is Brandon Maddox, and he is a musician. I met him during a networking meeting, and he shared with me some of his music. And this afternoon, I was going through it, <clears throat> excuse me, and I thought, you know what? I want to play one of his songs so that you can hear it, and then we'll tell you where you can go to listen to all his music. Uh, this happens to be one of one of his uh, Christian songs. Uh, he is a country guy. Uh, and he, he has some pretty cool stuff, so I haven't heard all his music, so there's my disclaimer, I haven't heard it all, but what I have heard of the Christian stuff that he's done is really, really good, and this song, God Knew Better, he wrote after he found out, uh, I guess, that his, his wife, uh, had cancer when she was a child, and so for the next three minutes, I want you to listen to the lyrics to this song, and then... We'll tell you where you can go listen to Brandon's other stuff after that. This is God Knew Better. It started with a checkup that gave her less than six months. Said she didn't have a fighting shot. That long dark flight to Houston She said, baby, I can't do this These pills are taking all the strength I've got I pretended to be tough She was on the brink of giving up Tried to say goodbye But I wouldn't let her We all thought that was the end God knew better There was a higher plan just out of view Her sweet smile's a living proof Looking back we didn't have the answer God knew better We were changed forever Touching her was heaven Every kiss had so much more to say Walked a little slower Danced a little closer And found the magic hidden in each day We talked about how we'd been blessed Reminisced, cried and laughed Figured out the things that really Smiles a living proof. 
Her sweet smile's a living proof Our faith and trust is stronger now than ever Will I ever doubt who's in control? I'll never God knew better God knew better God knew God knew better. Oops, wait a minute. Ah, gotta stop this before you can hear it. <laughs> All right, so that is Brandon Maddox. I like that song. It's a cool song, isn't it, Bareface? Yeah, it is. Did you listen to it all? Um, what were you trying to yeah, say to I was me? sitting right here. What were you trying to say to me? I was really? trying to tell you that children were playing. That's oh. why our dog was barking. Okay, gotcha. Okay. He so- doesn't mind that children play. It's just that he can't see very well, and so... Here's this noise going on across the street, and he tries to defend us. Yeah, he does. Well, anyway, so if you want to listen to more of Brandon's music, you can go over to brandonmaddoxmusic.com. That's right, people. Or you can go over to uh, ReverbNation.com forward slash Brandon Maddox. Okay, so there you go. Hope you like that. I thought that was pretty good. He has some other good songs, too. So uh, I hope you take the time to check that out. I actually uh, really enjoy when I meet artists who write meaningful stuff. Okay, too much. There we go. Okay. It's just awkward. (laughs) It's awkward. Ah, Okay, Stephen says it's an awesome song. God knew better. Thank you for the song. It was beautiful. Wasn't that nice? I thought it was great. Um, makes me just want to play it again, but, you know, I'm not going to because we got a lot to talk about, people. So, uh, how's your week been? Has it been good? Yeah? Good. All right. Before we get into this Facebook story, which, frankly, you should be outraged about. Yeah, you should. Uh, I want to tell you a couple things. First of all, if you have not joined my text message list, you list you can text Bible News to three three two two two. Yeah, you can. Or you can go over to my Daily Disciples Facebook group. It's called Daily Disciples. Just go search for groups. You'll find it. Uh, what else? Oh, also, we are still waiting for our nonprofit status to come through. But if you'd like to donate to Bible News Radio. It's actually Heart Tug International. Uh, it will be non. It will be a nonprofit. We're just waiting for our paperwork to show up. COVID has put uh, like it's gone really slow as a result. But anyway, um, we would love your donation. If you go over to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give, you can give over there. Uh, we will have the Heart Tug one linked hopefully by tomorrow. Um, you could do that. So if you like what we do, appreciate that. And what else? Is that it? I don't know. I think that's it. All right. So, people, we have a lot to talk about. You know, first of all, let's talk about masks. Should you wear a mask or should you not wear a mask? If you go to a masquerade ball, <laughs> certainly. It's, it's pretty much expected. We're not going to talk a lot about long about this, but I am going to, I do want to share with you a couple of thoughts because on Facebook, 
it it has been like some people will unfriend you they'll, they'll just get really mad at you if you know if you if you say you're not gonna wear a mask it's like geez already but one of my friends eric he he posted this graphic and um i'm just gonna read it <clears throat> unless randall wants to grab it but uh, it says here that person in the grocery aisle next to you not wearing a mask might be a victim of trauma, rape, or abuse. Be struggling to breathe due to asthma or another chronic respiratory condition. Have autism or a sensory processing disorder. And then it says, don't be a mask hole. <laughs> Take a seat. Stay in your own lane. That force field of a mask on your own face should be protecting you, right? Worry about you, people. Doesn't say people, but I have to say people because that's just what I do. Okay, anyway. So why did I bring that up? I bring it up because this is my thought. <clears throat> I personally think that you should wear a mask if it's mandated to do so, right? If your government, your local government is telling you to do it, then as good stewards, that Romans 13 thing, we're under the government. It's not telling us to deny our faith or anything, so should just obey the government and do it, right? As much as I hate it, that's what I've been doing, right? And I've been trying not to complain about it because, you know, just saying. The other thing is, though, you have to understand that for some people, it really is a medical issue. Um, and these these reasons that I just read, the being a victim of trauma, rape, or abuse. I mean, think about this. I don't know how many of you out there have ever been a victim of rape, trauma, or abuse. But often, when a woman is raped, the guy... Okay, you see what I'm saying? So, to have a mask is very confining, and it can create panic for somebody who's gone through that. And all things, you know, just because somebody may have been able to work through some stuff on a temporary level doesn't necessarily mean that it's always going to happen. I don't like it. I cannot. I start to panic when I wear a mask. I don't like it because I can't breathe for me. And I'm in that category, okay? So, you know, it's not because I'm being defiant and I hate the government and I hate people. Ah! You know, it's none of that stuff. It really is a physiological thing for me. The... Um, being struggling, being struggling to breathe because of asthma. I have breathing problems because I live in Tennessee because of that. So I get it. That is an issue. But what's amazing to me is, you know, <laughs> one response I got from a friend on Facebook wrote, well, if you're ever behind me in the checkout line without a mask on and you cough or sneeze on my kid, I will pepper spray you. It's kind of kind of hostile just saying uh i think they were serious too um so it you know people are volatile about the issue which you know kind of probably shouldn't be that volatile um but what i can say is that look we're living in a world that's gone nuts people and there are people out there there's a guy um i forgot his moniker i think but anyway, there was this viral video that went around of this guy who decided to wear a mask over his face. And he went into Target and they basically 
esc- they wanted him. They were basically trying to escort him out. Problem is, is when the guy was shown the sign where it said, you know, you must wear a mask in Target. Um, it didn't say over over the mouth. So of course the guys kind of, the the guy who was wearing the mask was kind of being a, a jerk. Let's just say, trying to make a point in a jerky way, I guess. <laughs> That, you know, I'm wearing a mask. Technically, I'm not breaking the law. I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> but not over his face, right? Which is kind of like the point, right? COVID-19 is a real thing, you guys. It's 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 not a fake thing. It's real. Um, but I personally believe that it doesn't warrant what we're going through as a country. And I also think it's highly political. And I also think that it's a big political ploy by the government to undermine Donald Trump, personally. That's what I personally think. That's kind of where I stand on the issue. Um, so with that said, we will <laughs> we will say, I'm just laughing at Ivan's son. Hello from communist Minnesota. Yeah, well, at least you're not in California where you got butthead Newsom there as your governor. <laughs> just saying. Uh, yeah, anyway, so... Do what you want, but here's what I would suggest. Get a gun, you know, know what your, your rights are, become, become a member of Legal Shield, so you have legal protection in the power of the palm of your hand when you need it, uh, and uh, um, be wise as serpents and innocent as doves, because conservatives are being attacked, but even more so Christians are. Okay, so this lead story comes off from, uh, I think it's uh, Fox News, right? This is what it's titled. Listen to this. Florida man sentenced for threats against Christian organization on Facebook. And, of course, the tech giant Facebook decided to ignore those posts. Yeah, they did. Why? Because it's Facebook, people. Uh, So listen to this. I'm going to read you the article. And then we're going to get Bareface's opinion. Okay, it says here, Florida man was sentenced to a federal prison on July 20th. For posting death threats, including, quote, I literally mean killing all of you, unquote, against employees of a prominent conservative Christian organization. The American Family Association, also known as AFA, based in Tupelo, Mississippi, said it alerted Facebook of the threats from Chase Davis, who's 21, of Pompano, Pompano, Pompano Beach. I don't know if I said that right, but anyway. But, quote, was told that the threat was not a policy violation, unquote. U.S. District Judge Sherry Polster Chapel sentenced Davis, who pled guilty on November 27, 2019, to six months in prison and to serve 400 hours of community service, pay $1,440 in restitution to the American Family Association, and serve a three-year term of supervised release. Davis sent two threatening messages to AFA on May 22, 2019 on Facebook Messenger. Here's what they said. Quote, I am coming to Tupelo unexpected with a group of people, and we are going to kill every single person who runs your group. And then he wrote, quote, you are the most disgusting people in America. I have put together a group to have you pieces of expletive obliterated to dust. Yes, I literally mean killing all of you. You people are nothing but disgusting, worn out, and old excuses of human life. (sighs) That's so sweet. AFA, which advocates for traditional family values and was listed as a domestic hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center, 
also immediately reported the criminal threats to the United States Attorney's Office. The report resulted in an investigation by the FBI and a federal grand jury indictment in the Northern District of Mississippi in the summer of 2019. Although Facebook's, quote, community standards, unquote, say the Silicon Valley-based tech company protects its users from, quote, hate speech, credible threats, or direct attacks on an individual or a group, unquote, the AFA said the site failed to act on their behalf in this case. Facebook did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Gee, I wonder why. You know, I'm going to stop here for a minute. So I have a good friend. His name is Dr. Gordon James Klingenschmidt. Right? He runs a ministry called Pray in Jesus' Name. And for many years, I happened to be the social media guy, uh, guru behind the scenes for him. I, I, I did, I wrote prayers for him for his YouTube channel, and I ran his Twitter account, and, and I fielded the comments that he would get in Facebook. And I can tell you that the left people who do not know Jesus, people who need Jesus big time, some of the most vile, hateful, caustic things came through his Facebook. Just saying. I have seen this firsthand. I've seen my friend maligned. I've been personally maligned by numerous people on Facebook, not just activists, but other people as well. Um, and... Facebook does nothing when it's Christians or conservatives being attacked. Facebook is a far left-leaning platform. My show is barely viewed on Facebook because they don't let anybody see my stuff. Just saying. It's, it's like, <laughs> say pretty much with Instagram too. Pretty much all the platforms. If you're seeing me right now, it's because you honestly wanted to. It's not because the platform let you see me. It's because somehow you found out about us and you decided to tune in. Because they do not roll out this show. And I have other friends in Christian media who've taken their, their, they've left Facebook completely. And they've gone over to Parler and some other uh, more f free, like non-biased or whatever platforms where, where their stuff is going to be seen. Even Periscope, which is run by Twitter. Right now I have one person in my Periscope room. One. I have over 6,000 followers on Periscope. Why is only one person in there? It's because Twitter hates Christians. And I have firsthand report from somebody who went to Twitter and actually could, told me how demonically oppressed it is inside of Twitter. Right? Facebook, same way. Th these people that run Facebook are not believers and they, they do not like the biblical worldview. Period. Bareface. You don't think that there's any believers there at those facilities like in palo alto or elsewhere well what i would say is that if there are god bless them because mm. it's a dark world they're not in charge i'm sure you know they don't run the organization no there's been a few whistleblowers though that have actually come out and said yeah you know this is the way it is yeah yeah you can return to the article yeah i will okay just didn't know Okay, the article continued. AFA is grateful for the protective services provided by our federal law enforcement. Wait, before I continue, I just got to say why this is important. 
and why I don't think the American Family Association was overreacting. Because do you guys remember what happened at the Family Research Council? Probably not, because most of you don't follow this stuff like me. But what I can tell you is a number of years ago, some guy decided to go into the Family Research Council, which the Southern Poverty Law Center also deems a hate group, blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, some guy went in the FRC and they tried to shoot out people at Family Research Council. Same type of threat, except the guy showed up. Okay, so the American Family Association had a very strong reason for doing what they did. All right, anyway, <clears throat> so it says here, AFA is grateful for the protective services provided by our federal law enforcement and court system over this threat to the employees of our organization, said Buddy Smith, who is actually a friend of mine, by the way. Um, he said in a press release, AFA will continue to affirm that all persons are individuals of sacred worth and are created by God in his image. See, I guarantee you, and I don't know this guy, but what I will say is, what's the kid's name? He's a kid. What was his name? Mr. Davis, Chase Davis. I guarantee you that Mr. Davis is either as far left as you can go or he's a homosexual. And I say that because so many gay activists hate the American Family Association. And um, I've heard these exact type words come from the gay activist community. He might not be gay, but I wouldn't be surprised if he is. I'm just saying. Anyway, so it says here, U.S. Attorney William C. Lamar Praise the sentence against Davis saying it is important to protect free speech, but when it crosses the line and becomes threats to harm others on the basis of race, religious beliefs, political affiliations, or other protected reasons, we will use federal laws to hold those individuals accountable for their actions. Time out. I mean, <laughs> um, who cares the reason? I mean, if, if it's a... If it's a credible death threat, like someone says, I'm liter I literally mean killing all of you. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's motivated by race, religion, um, you know, whatever. They don't like the wallpaper. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the motivation is. A death threat is a death threat. I mean, if someone says they're literally going to kill all of you, I think that's... I should be taken as a as a death threat, and who, I don't see why the the motivation on the base race, religious beliefs, political affiliations, or other protected <laughs> reasons. So if it's not a protected reason, you can threaten to kill someone. People have threatened to kill me. I yeah, don't I, I mean, I know, but I'm still here. But darn it, it I know. But if, but if, if their their motive is is. <laughs> Is based on the clothes you're wearing. That's okay. They can threaten to kill you. I don't know. I just think it's weird that it's for protected reason we use federal laws. But yeah. Anyway. Okay. By the way, hi Forrest. How you doing, bud? Okay. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg is set to testify before federal lawmakers Wednesday, as many worry about big tech's bias and handling of misinformation and perceived threats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't even get me started on that whole thing because there's a whole area of, quote, legislation that's targeting Christians about perception, and it's all tied back to the LGBT lobby. Just saying. Anyway, I understand that people have concerns about the size and perceived power that tech companies have. Zuckerberg wrote in a prepared statement obtained by Fox News from someone close to the hearing process, probably written by his attorney. <laughs> 
ultimately, I believe companies shouldn't be making so many judgments about important issues like harmful content, privacy, and election integrity on their own. He continued, that's why I've called for a more active role for governments and regulators and updated rules for the internet. If we do this right, we can preserve what's best about this technology and freedom for people to connect and express themselves and for entrepreneurs to build new things while also protecting society from broader harms. Yeah, so is that why Zuckerberg is like flagging stuff he doesn't agree with? He's like, this is mis this is false news. Is that why Zuckerberg was getting in trouble when, you know, remember not too long ago when he had the highlighted news of the day? He was showing everybody news and then there was this big kickback about it because it was all liberal news. You remember that? It was like a year or two ago. It was not that long ago. And by the way. Yeah, there's the whole uh, business about the the feeds of people being being orchestrated to, to manipulate emotions and yeah well not only that but like donald trump like like if if there's any if you put anything pro-trump they will block it oh sure pretty much pretty much yeah but you know donald trump's gonna win the election anyway. unless it's in messenger yeah well, i don't know what do you guys think weigh in let me tell tell me what you think in the comment those of you can see us and stuff all right Next uh, story. Here, I'm going to... I want to read this one first. San Antonio Christian School sues local government to allow in-person classes. How did you know I was going to do that one? Because you just said the title. <laughs> okay. He's so smart. All right, anyway. Cornerstone Christian Schools in San Antonio, along with Cornerstone Church and Pastor John Hagee, have filed a lawsuit against Bexar Community County. I don't know if I'm saying that right. For a local health order issued by the San Antonio Metropolitan Health District re requiring schools to delay resuming in-person instruction until September 7th. The order signed by Dr. Junda Wu, and I don't know, maybe it's Hunda Wu, I don't know, and published on July 17th, states that it imposes restrictions on all public and private schools offering instruction to students in any grades from pre-kindergarten through grade 12. I feel like that camera should be moved a little. Hmm. I'm not in the, I'm not framed. Love you. There we go. That's better. Okay. On the same day, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton issued an opinion asserting that religious private schools are exempt from local orders requiring the delayed reopening of in-person teaching. Anyway, why am I bringing this up? Just, you can go read the rest of the article. I just wanted to bring this up because um, there is a concerted effort to dismantle Christianity in every form possible in America. And I know some of you are thinking I'm nuts saying that. But do you remember my friend Janet Porter Folger, Janet, Janet Folger Porter that was on from Faith to Action a couple of weeks ago? She wrote a book many years ago called The Criminalization of Christianity. You should go buy it. It's an old book. It's actually a lot. It's actually quite old. I think it was written in 2009, if I'm recalling correctly. Uh, but anyway, this whole COVID-19 thing, complete. it's a complete attack on the church. And 
and conservatives. Um, yeah. If you don't believe me, then please show me some articles having to do with uh, uh, liberal organizations that are being targeted uh, for shutdown and they can't sing and they can't worship and they can't gather together. Um, please send those articles to me so I can read them because, you know, I haven't seen any. Uh, I don't know if they're out there because they're probably not because it's all against, like, the believers of the world. Just saying. What, uh, what secular organizations would be worshiping or singing? Well, I guess, you know. Atheists would. Yeah, I guess so. Atheists like to sing, too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I don't know why it says religious private schools. I would think that private schools would be exempt at all, you know, especially if they receive no state funding uh, that... I mean, there. I mean, other th thing, other than things um, that deal with um, public, whatever. I'm, I'm not articulating this well, but it just seems to me that when it comes to giving direction to educational um, institutions that the state should have only the authority to give instruction to state educational institutions because it's part of uh, taxpayer money and all that kind of stuff and state employees, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Is there people on Twitch? Um, I'm looking over on Facebook. I don't know if anybody's over there. But I'm going to look. I always feel like I ignore Facebook. Yes, we have... We have Facebook viewers. And I always think, feel like we ignore Twitch, though. Yeah, I missed a whole conversation on Twitch. So, if you're on Sunday. Twitch, hi. We pretty much ignored you since we've gone on that platform. <laughs> oh, there are some comments. Okay, there's Jeannie Stein and there is Mary. All right, Mary says, I get short of breath with a, with a mask on and I feel like I'm going to pass out. I actually don't have to wear one since I'm hearing impaired. All death threats are hate crimes. That's right. Right, Mary. I agree with you. And you like that song. You love the song. Yay! Good for you. Hey, well, you'll you'll like it. Who knows? Maybe I'll have them on the show at some point. I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right. So that's it for now. Hey, do me a favor. If you're, if you're on Facebook, share it out. Just like irritate Mark Zuckerberg by sharing my show a little bit. Okay? By the way, see my muscles? Mm-hmm. Been working out, people. See that? Wait, wrong one. This one right there. All right. Okay. Moving on. What are the hallmarks of a true Christian? Hey, by the way, did you how you see how easy I did that transition? You guys think that it's really easy doing this show because I make it look so easy. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so the hallmarks of a true Christian. I got this, I, I saw this article over on NavigatorJournal.com. This was written yesterday. I thought it might be fun to actually look at some of the verses and talk about this. Okay. It says here, the Ellery Christian Church had 29 in its congregation on Sunday, July 26th. Christian's message for the week was entitled, Known by Their Fruit, and was taken from Matthew 7, 15 to 20. And he told his listeners that 
that to truly identify those who claim to be Christians, we must look at the, quote, fruit they produce. While many people claim to be followers of God, if their actions show otherwise, they are like wolves in sheep's clothing and are not, quote, true, unquote, Christians. How we live and how we show our lives to others are the hallmarks of what makes a disciple of Christ. We cannot be lazy for God, but should instead give all we have to the service of his kingdom so that when our days here are over, we can hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Pastor Brad also spoke on how a true Christian should look in his sermon given from Revelation 3, 14 and 21 at the Bethel United Methodist Church. He said that we shouldn't be, quote, lukewarm Christians, but should instead be on fire for Christ. In his sermon, Good, Better, Best, which, by the way, I haven't heard, Pastor Brad reminded his listeners that many Christians play just not to lose instead of actually playing to win. In other words, some do just enough to get by, but not enough to truly serve God the way he intended. The Bible tells us that those, quote, Christians, unquote, will be spewed out of his mouth. Let us all make sure that we serve him in a way that keeps us close to him as we reach out to others. And then it talks about a baby shower that they have and how some guy was taken off the prayer list, blah, blah, because God healed him. Ooh, that's good. Good job, God. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, and apparently that this is, you know, how I don't know why we're all reading this from this church, but whatever. Anyway, I thought this would be a good thing to talk about. What are the hallmarks of a true Christian? Well, you know, it turns out right now I'm actually studying the book of Jude. I'm doing a Bible study with some people. Uh, which, by the way, if you happen to be in that, thank you for coming last week. It was We had more people in that Bible study last week. I think we had nine people, including me, in that study last week. Um, and all of you are welcome to join us if you want to come and read the book of Jude with us and study it. It's all about the acts of the apostates. Uh, and we're looking at uh, history, really, biblical history, uh, from that book. Um, which actually gives you an idea of what the, you know, what the false teachers look like, right? So, Randall, you want to bring up Matthew 7? I can do 15 that. 15 to 20. I'm going to look it up, people. I know it starts out don't not to judge and stuff in the beginning, but I don't know the exact verses. So I'm just going to look it up. Why don't you guys open your Bible? Bible News. That's what this is about. Bible News Radio. Matthew 7. Is that what I said? I think it is. Matthew 7, 15 to something. Wait, let me look. 15 to 20. Okay, we're going to look that up first. All right. I'm going to read my favorite version, which is the New American Standard Version. Okay. I thought you might do that. Okay. This 77 or 95? Uh, whatever's on whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, what, I don't know what it is. It just says NAS over on Bible. I guess it's 77. I guess. I don't know. I guess there's two versions. I didn't, never knew that. Yes, it was revised in the 95. Well, I became a Christian in the 80s, so it was before 95, so I probably have the 77 version myself. Yes, you do. Okay. Well, then the 77 version. Okay. But I don't know if that's what you're reading. <laughs> that's what I'm reading. All right. So it says here, beginning in verse 15. Uh, beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? 
So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you will know them by their fruits. Yeah, you will. Hey, Natasha. My lone viewer over on Periscope. <laughs> All right. So, so, okay. So you will know them by their fruit. All right. That's good to know. Okay. What was the other verse the guy gave here? It was um, in Revelation chapter 3. Verses 14 to 21. So let's go look over at that. Let's see. Revelation 3. They're talking about the church. Of Laodicea. Of Laodicea. And 14 to 21. I'm waiting for my page to load. Okay, here it is. To the angel of the church in Laodicea write, the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God says this. I know your deeds that you are neither hot nor cold, or neither, neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth because you say I'm rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. And you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe, clothe yourself and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed. And I salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see those whom I love. I reprove and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the, what the Spirit says to the churches. All right. Bareface. What do you think? I, I personally think, I will tell you what I think. You, you can tell me what you think. I personally think that I didn't hear the sermon. <laughs> I didn't either. I, I would have I would have picked passages that actually showed the fruit of the flesh yeah, to compare with the, the fruit, fruit of the spirit, spirit in Galatians chapter five. And to go on in chapter seven of Matthew talks about our Lord said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, uh shall enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not uh, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out devils in your name? Did we not do many um, miracles or wonderful works in your name? And, you know, I will declare to them, depart from me. I never knew you. Uh, depart me, you workers of iniquity. And there's Matthew 25, the sheep and the goats, too. Right. But um, I'm saying he picked Matthew chapter 7 about the fruit. Right. Um, but then I, but then our Lord goes on to say that it sounds like these people are, and I think that's the reason it's grouped together there, it sounds like these people have some fruit. You know, did we not prophesy in your name? Cast out demons in your name? Do many, you know, mighty works in your name? That sounds like fruit. Right. 
But he will say to them, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, iniquity or lawlessness. Uh, I never knew you. Uh, so it's not just an outward thing uh, by which we can determine a true Christian. There's also an inward thing. I mean, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And a person can um, talk the talk and sort of walk the walk, but inwardly not have a relationship with the Lord. I mean, there's only so many things it can do, uh, but even, you know, there, uh, Satan empowers his followers to do, um, you know, perform lying wonders. Um, so we need to, you know, just like taking the whole counsel of Scripture, it's taking the person as a whole. And, and, I believe that's why Paul says to Timothy not to lay hands on anyone too quickly. Right. Um, you know, that character, it's not its not solely the fruit. I mean, um, well, while it's true a bad tree cannot produce good fruit, there's some fruit that looks good, but upon inspection it's bad fruit. Like, like wax fruit. <laughs> you know, it looks point. all right, but... You know, upon closer inspection, you'd get in into it, try to get into it. If you try to bite into it, you would discover that it's not good fruit. It looks like good fruit, but it's really bad fruit. So yes, you can. A bad tree cannot produce good fruit, um, but that fruit has to be carefully inspected, not just on appearance, not just looking at. Oh, that's good fruit, uh, and that's something we can. I believe, uh, determine part of that fruit inspection is knowing the character of a person um, through fellowship and meaningful conversation with an individual to find out where their heart lies. So how do you really know? I mean, let's let's role play. Okay. okay? Let's, let's have a fun discussion. I'll do... I'll do a role play like like I did in Ladies of Justice this week. I didn't, but I watched it because, okay. you know, you you learn good stuff when you role play. Okay. So I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to be a Christian. Okay. okay. And, and let's see if you can figure out if I'm really one or not. <clears throat> sure. Okay. Go ahead. You start the conversation. Tell me how you came to know the Lord. Well, that's a long story. Yeah, it is. I don't have time to tell you right now, just so you know. But it was a cool experience. Yeah, it was. I got slain in the spirit. It was awesome. And I started speaking in tongues. And uh, there was a lot of peace. And I felt like uh, rolling in down and laughing a whole lot. And afterwards... I went out and got a beer. It was so cool. <laughs> what brought you to that place? To the beer? <laughs> no, to the experience that you just described. Um, <clears throat> remember, we're, we're role-playing here, people. This is made up, okay? 
don't want anybody cutting this and going, you know, oh, she said she had a beer. I've never drank beer, by the way. I've, never? Taste, I've tasted it, but I've never had, like, a bottle of beer. But <clears throat> I know, I'm weird. Uh, what was the question? What brought you to that experience that you described? Oh, well, uh, well, it's kind of personal. I had I a vision. Just... I had a vision one night. I was driving my car, and all of a sudden the clouds opened up. I saw a vision of this guy. There's a cross. Yeah, I did. The cross. Yeah. And I somehow knew it was God, and He was speaking to me, and that was it. Cool. I knew it. From there, I became a Christian. Plus, I was born in America. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in America. And because of that, I am automatically a Christian. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And at this point, I would probably <laughs> take you through the plan of salvation. <laughs> All right, let's rate that. How was that for role playing? Was it good? Hey, I'm not kidding you. I've heard people tell me stuff like that <clears throat> okay on a more to me to, to me it starts there then With the, the true believer should have a testimony uh, a conversion testimony if you, if you will uh not a, not just an experience but um a realization that that they were lost uh without christ you know they they were a sinner, you know. They surrendered their life, um, placed their faith in Christ for salvation, and are endeavoring uh, to live a life to please Him. I mean, put very simply. All right. So let me let me reverse the roles. I'll ask you. Do you want me to play a? Yeah, I want you to play. Um... A churchgoer? Yeah. Do that. Okay. All right. So, hey, I hear your nickname is Bearface. How'd that come about? Um, it's a long story. It's a short story, but uninteresting. So, okay, I'm going to call you Bearface? That's cool. I hear your wife does. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. how it started. So, so, uh, so you go to church. I know you go to church. So, who are you going to vote for in the election? Biden or Trump? Um, I don't know if I'm going to vote for either. Okay, like, if you had to only, like, go ahead and, uh, you know, vote for Trump or Biden, who would you vote well, for? Well, I don't have to. That's, well, that's the beauty of living in a let's country. Let's just say that, we... that you have to. <laughs> mm. All right, I have I a question. I don't have to vote at all. Do you think abortion is murder? It can be. What do you mean it can be? What kind of dumb answer? I mean, what kind of answer is that? It's, it can be. It's 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 an it's a thoughtful answer, huh? It's oh. a thoughtful answer. Okay, so all right, do you think gay marriage is good? It can be good for some people. All right, <clears throat> all right, so. What's better to drink, wine or beer? 
What's your favorite? I don't know. Depends. What kind of church? Do you go to a Lutheran church? They they serve like like wine, real wine. Yeah, and beer during Oktoberfest. Ooh. Okay. All right. So, what's your favorite part about going to church? The relationships. The relationships. Do you have any bumper stickers on the back of your car? <laughs> no. None? No. Do you wear Christian apparel? Like apparel made by Christians? Or? No. You know, something that says like... like Peace, love, joy? Yeah. Sometimes. All right. Um, who do you say that Jesus is? Jesus is Jesus. Yeah, but no, but who is he? What do you mean, who is he? It's like, do you think he's God or is he a prophet or was he just fictional? Um, I wouldn't say fictional, no. Do you know who Paul the Apostle was? Yes. Do you know who Jonah is? Yes. Who is he? Well, he was a prophet, an Old Testament prophet. How did did you did you see that in the Veggie Tales movie or? <laughs> it's it's in the Bible. Do you know where in the Bible? Uh, in the Old Testament. Do you think the book of the Bible is actually a legit book, like the whole thing? What do you mean legit? You know, is it like God's word? Do you think that every word is perfect in it? Maybe in the original languages. Maybe in the maybe in the original manuscripts. The autographs. Are you in a do you think that the King James only version is the best version ever? What is the King James only version? <laughs> All right, Kurt Cameron. Do you like him? Um, don't really know him. Do you know who Amy Grant is? <laughs> I mean, what's 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 with these questions? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm I'm just trying to find out what your spiritual beliefs are. By, by knowing. If I know some pop culture references or well, you live in or, or what my politics are. Or, <laughs> yeah. Do you know if you're going to go to heaven or not when you die? Do you have any idea? Um, God only knows. Hmm. How often do you read the Bible? <laughs> Just curious. I don't know. At least every Sunday. So one day a week. Maybe, if you're lucky. Does your church make you bring a Bible, or do you have to, you know, they don't care? I don't think I ever stated. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. All right. Hey, I know a woman who hosts this show called Bible News Radio. You might uh -huh. want to tune in. <laughs> oh, just saying. All right. Well, you shall not judge. 
And you should love everybody no matter what. And you need to save the planet and yeah. pray to the universe as well because the universe, you know, we have to keep the earth and the universe the way that it is, just so you know. Okay. And God made it. God made the universe, but the universe, Mother Nature, is very important to God. That's why we got to keep the oceans clean and stuff. No plastic straws anymore for those in California, especially because the fish in California are getting killed because of it. Good to know. Yeah. Um, but I think when it comes to that fruit inspection, I think the question about who Jesus is, that's important because that's, in fact, the question that our Lord asked. People who do you say who, that I am? Say that I am, and that's... That's ultimately the most important question. Do you like Israel? Well, the second most important That's question. Right. Are you a Jew hater? <laughs> Just curious. The Do first... you know that Jesus was probably olive-skinned people? Did you know uh, that? Um... <laughs> okay. All right. Hopefully some of you are, are laughing. Like, I hope you're, you're kind of laughing, but at, at the same time not laughing. I hope you're crying as well internally. You could just interview any average college student. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Or Zoomer, right? Exactly. Mm. Uh, Darla's not feeling good. That's not good. Okay. Well, in all seriousness, it's important. You know, there is a... Um, sure. Only God knows the heart, right? It says that in First Samuel. God looks on the outward, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. So only what the Lord really. What was the context? Really, it was the context. Um, I have to refresh my memory. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. I don't know everything. Okay. Never said I did, people. Just saying. Do you know how hard it is to be the wife of a Bible scholar? Well, it's. Let me refresh your memory. It's when <clears throat> uh, God sent Samuel to the the household of Jesse and bring out his sons because the Lord told him the next king was going to be David. Well, oh. a, a son of Jesse, and then it's going to be David. Well, yeah. How Randall and me got married, I have no idea. Like, how we found each other was like a miracle. How we even knew that we were going to be spiritually compatible, no idea. Isn't that the weirdest thing? It so is, anyway. So. Well, maybe we weren't at first, but as we grew in the Lord, then we became spiritually compatible. Well, I prayed for you before you got saved, so you're you're actually fruit of my lips. Okay. My prayers. Mm -hmm. I prayed for you when I was 14. I was mm -hmm. like, Lord, please give me a Christian husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you weren't Christian yet. No. Then you got Christian. You 14. So that was because of my prayer right there. Okay. And then I took a wrong turn, and there you were. Poof. Um, you invited me to a game. Oh. Well. And we're still playing games together, aren't we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, all right. So, in all seriousness, um, most Christians, most people who identify as a Christian, do not hold biblical views. 
Um, that's why I was asking all the questions all that right. I asked because so like because you're if you're born in America, a lot of people believe you're a Christian just because you were born in America. A Christian nation. Yeah. Well, it is a Christian nation. I believe the roots of America are Christian. Yeah. Okay. So, but the thing is, is there is there are very few actual Bible studies happening in churches these days. Sad but true. It is sad but true. I remember uh, at the last church we were at in California. I remember mm. one night I was in the we I was at a women's mm. Bible study that was actually a DVD study of Beth Moore, and a guy came, and he knocked on the door and. Sandy let him in, and he said, hey, I'm just coming. I want to find out when your, your, your weekly Bible studies are. And Sandy had to tell him, we don't have any. And you know what? That's sad, right? It used to be like... Wasn't I, that a Bible study? Well, not for him, though. It okay. was a woman's study. But it's sad. I remember the first church I went to, they had uh, home fellowship groups where there was a Bible study you know, every week in those groups, right? I mean, how did that get, how did the church get hijacked and Bible studies get removed from church? Well, because people secretly crept in and um, incrementally. But it goes unnoticed. Right. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's the, thing. That's the whole to plan. Totally went unnoticed. That that's the whole that's the whole point of secretly crept in that Jude talks about. Yeah, at least our church has a mid midweek study. Yeah, it's not a it's not a. Which is really good, by the way. Yeah, the, the full on frontal assaults don't work. It's the slow incremental. True. Well, force we, change that. Yeah. Well, that's why I have daily disciples because look, daily disciples is literally that daily. Disciple. We're in the Bible every day. Whether or not we do it in that Bible study is not the not the issue. The issue is you become so familiar with the genuine article that when the false article is thrown in front of you, you can go, Oh, wait a minute, that's not that's not legit. When a false idea that's not compatible with scripture is thrown in front of your view, you can go, Oh my gosh, that doesn't line up with what the Bible says. In fact, in Psalm one, it says that, you know, Psalm one says that uh um you know blesses the man who doesn't walk in the ways of the wicked or sit in the seat of scoffers and then it talks about um <laughs> in his law he meditates both day and night but if you're blessed because you don't walk in the ways of the wicked you've got to know what the ways of the wicked are and if the ways of the wicked you know, all those ideas are out there then you know you have Anyway, it's not compatible with the scripture. Somebody just messaged me. Oh, I think it was Brandon. Hold on. Okay, it's too long, so I can't share that. So I'm not going to worry about that then. Um, anyway, so with that said, tomorrow night, we're going to come back. We're going to um, we're gonna answer your questions. If you have... Um, a question, a Bible question, or or something. We're going to look at those. If you don't, then, then we won't. <laughs> but we're also going to continue. We're going to look at some other headlines. Uh, there was a, a video that I want to talk about. It's called the Agenda Documentary. 
Uh, I want to share a little bit more about that with you because I think you guys should definitely check that out. In fact, you can go to agendadocumentary.com. Go there. Check out. Those, there's two video trailers on there. And it's basically exposing what's really going on in our country right now. I'm actually trying to get the guy that made the film on the show. Um, but we're going to do that. We're going to do some other stuff too tomorrow. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Bearface, do you have any final thoughts for tonight's uh, show? I do not. Okay. We're going to see if there's any other questions out there. Nope, there's not. Okay, so I will say goodbye to everybody as I always do. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you have a good night. And... Remember, be bold, stand up, and go with God because he loves you, right? He really does. And if you know him and you know the word, you have no problem being bold, just saying, or standing up and going with God because just like Moses, you know, and Abraham and all those guys, they knew God's voice, they knew him, and they went with him because they loved him. And when Jesus called his disciples, he said, follow me. They all dropped their stuff and they started going. That's what we have to do, people. So have a good day or night. We'll see you later.